1: Welcome back to the Random Theory Podcast. We are stoked to have Jake Makes with us here in the studio. Woo! It's going to be a great episode. Honestly, I am jazzed about today. Jake is a creative. He's a builder. He has this incredible mindset. I can't even describe it after working with him. It honestly just blows my mind. Um, And we just finished a huge build project together that we are going to chat about today. Um, And if you want to see the YouTube video... Make sure you search the TKOR, catapult.
2: Definitely.
1: You're definitely going to want to see it, it.
2: It will be something you need to see.
1: <laughs> Jake! Grace! <laughs> you taking in all the projects? Yeah. <laughs> Around the studio? Anyway, Jake, welcome to Utah and to uh, the King of Random. It's been a pleasure to hang out with you these past two weeks. Yeah. I feel like I've really gotten to know you.
2: Probably, yeah. <laughs> it's been wonderful.
1: It's been great. So tell the audience a little bit about yourself, what you like to do, um, and just like all the things.
2: I think the best way to describe myself is <clears throat> a redneck engineer, the redneck engineer. The. I want to change the name of my YouTube channel now because <laughs> that's a way better name than Jake makes. So a bit about myself. I am from the state of Mississippi. I'm rather young-ish. I'm like 20 years old. Ish. ish. <laughs> you don't I, know how old you are. <laughs> I am 20 years old. <laughs> young-ish. Young-ish. I love to build things. I love to think. Um, I have a really sort of weird way of looking at the world. So I'm not super smart and educated at all. I've only been to high school and that was homeschooled. So But I have a really good like gut level of the world and the way it works because I've just been taking things apart and building things my entire life.
1: Dude, you're amazing. I don't. Thank you. Yeah. I know.
2: I am very amazing. You
1: are amazing. And it blows me away just like watching you build and how you think through problems. It's been a true treat to like work with you on this giant catapult build that we did. Well, thank you. (laughs) it's been fantastic I love that you describe your like I was looking at your channel and like reading about you and stuff because like I guess that's my job and what I'm supposed to do (laughs) but you do everything from blacksmithing to bladesmithing props weapons science woodworking fire like you cover all the bases and I think that's like really the coolest thing about you is that I mean anytime I watch your channel it's just a treat like honestly and I, I, like your channel is so great because number one you don't know what you're getting and then like you walk in there and you're like oh my gosh I learned something today like about buoyancy when you made your saran wrap
3: oh, uh, yeah. your
1: little kayak I was like oh my gosh I learned about buoyancy today and why yeah. the base of his kayak didn't work but like stuff like that that you blow it out of the park every single time
2: well thank you thank you're
1: welcome you. <laughs> So speaking of which, what was a very pivotal moment in your life that ignited your curiosity um, about the world around you?
2: I don't think I have any really pivotal moments per se. I think it was just like the way I was raised. So I was homeschooled and my dad was a carpenter, handyman, painter, repair person. Just sort of everything.
1: Jack of all trades. Jack
2: of all trades, yeah. So as long as I can remember, I was he would take me to work with him. So I don't know, just like growing up like that, also being homeschooled and being able to have a lot of freedom in the stuff I was doing, the stuff I was learning um, just allowed me to be super creative and just yeah. like to look at the world in a sort of unique way. I want to figure out how stuff works, learned how to build stuff. Uh, You're with a true my tink-
1: tinker, tinkerer. tinker, 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 <laughs> tinker,
2: a true tinker bell. T- That's what you were going for. <laughs>
1: yes you are a true tinkerbell
2: right. <laughs> oh gosh
1: speaking of tinkerbell uh i think one of my favorite things that you've done on the channel the fabulous fabulous oh.
2: <laughs> i was like where on earth are you going with this yeah the fabulous fabulous is my giant pink ballista it's glorious it's sensational i love that thing i'm going to turn it full auto right now it just fires one at a time and that's boring so sometime this year I'm going to make it full auto.
1: I support that. That would be legit. So uh, what inspires your build projects on YouTube? How do you come up with your ideas and just kind of make no them stick? I have no idea. You have no idea? No, they just... I
2: have no idea. They just come to me. It's like, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff I just want to do. Like, I want to build a giant ballista. That'd be freaking awesome. I wanted to build a catapult that fired humans. So we did. So we did. <laughs> like, I also like teaching. I want to get into, like, more science and physics stuff in my videos, which hasn't... Yeah been in the past so like trying to think of good projects that like illustrate weird physics concepts sure like there's so much in a catapult that's just on the surface you look and go oh it's a catapult like how complicated could it be but you get into it and it's like oh there's some really interesting physics here yes you've got levers and
1: You have levers and forces, and I mean, you have things pulling up on wood at funky angles, and if it jumps through the wood, it just like it's kind of mind bending.
2: Even like how it pops off the ground. Yes, like I hadn't thought about that at all, but the mass of the swing arm, like accelerating that mass, causes the front of the catapult to lift off the ground because like pulling against that mass. It's weird.
1: It's super weird. And then it's something you have to think about that then now you're losing some of your acceleration and your force because... Yeah, you
2: are losing energy because it's using some of it to pull it off yeah. the ground.
1: So you have to account for that as well. And so it's it's this whole giant physics problem. My professors in college would be so proud because I was the worst at catapult problems. <laughs> but they'd be so proud that I built I've never done one. any catapult problems. I never went to college. I think it's so funny that like you and I, while we were troubleshooting this thing and like building it in the beginning calculating the torque was it's such an easy thing on paper to to calculate but then when you get down to it it's kind of like but that doesn't make any sense well i
2: think the hardest part was trying to translate it into the real world yes like you can you can calculate it all on paper but then taking that information like okay so how much rubber do we actually need the real world that's completely different
1: yeah the real world application on this project has been mind-blowing
3: Are you ready? Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day is coming on October 26th. Amazon will host live hiring events in your city to showcase all the reasons why this Amazon Warehouse is the place to work. Things like competitive pay, great benefits, and so much more. Drop in for some swag, bring a friend, and you could even walk away with a job. To find an Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day event close to you, visit Amazon.com slash hiring day. That's Amazon.com slash hiring day. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.
1: Um, I am a big real world science fan and this has been something that has just really kind of like blown my mind all the way yeah. through from the weight of the six by sixes we used
2: yeah like we didn't think about that no. at all going <laughs> didn't into calculate it. And, then, <laughs> and then I was like wait a minute we had to get them in 20 foot lengths because um, there's wood shortages right now this was also and I the suddenly world's most... realized oh my gosh 20 foot long six by sixes weigh an absolute
1: crap ton. So much weight. It was insane. They had to use two forklifts to get it onto our trailer. Oh, they did. Yeah. And oh then we took six of us. Actually, it was four of us to get the wood off the trailer. It was a whole project. I wish you guys would have seen it. It was so fantastic. Did we
2: not film any of that?
1: I don't think so. God, why? Why? I don't know. Anyway, so with the swing arm, we met a problem of weight. And that was something that we really had to think about was how heavy can this swing arm truly be? So when we had that problem, we were like, how can we fix this? And this is when we dove into something that you've never done before, which was create an eye joist. And this was something that kind of blew both of our minds when we were like, whoa, we can do this and make our catapult arm way lighter Um, and and the stronger, so much stronger. It was crazy when you held the four by fours next to one another and like put them on top of them to like see their strength. Like they, they swayed so much when you picked them up off the ground. But then once our eye joist was created, I mean, that thing was straight as a arrow. It It was was good. It's
2: really, obviously the catapult's arm needs to be as light as possible but also as strong as possible because you want it to sling fast so it needs to have little mass to accelerate quickly Which is a whole
1: problem in itself.
2: It is, but also it has to take the entire force of the catapult itself, which is usually tons of weight, depending on how big the catapult is. Also, this design, was you might not know, but this design was a bit different than normal catapults. Yes. Normally, the arm is not the same width all the way across. The top will be really thin because it's launching a lighter projectile. Sure. And then the bottom will have a lot... Thicker because that's where all the weight is. Mm-hmm. Ours needed to be the same thickness all the way because we're launching a very heavy projectile mm-hmm. and it's going to be under a ton of pressure. Yeah. So we decided to build an eye joist. And that the brilliant thing about an eye joist, usually they're made out of steel or something. Actually, they're made out of most everything.
1: You can make them out of anything. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Essentially what you're doing is you are minimizing the material used while maximizing the strength bingo so as opposed to a solid brick of wood essentially which obviously has much more mass you could say hollow that out and basically have a square hollow on the inside that accomplishes the same thing but that's still more material yeah so if you create an eye shape you are maintaining the same amount of strength while making it as lightweight as possible so what we did for this catapult swing arm is we took half inch OSB plywood that was the middle section, and then we just stuck two by fours on top of it to give it the side to side strength.
1: That we also routed out the center of, or but we that used. That was a the... whole other problem. Yeah, it was a whole ah, thing. Oh my
2: gosh!
1: Getting straight lines in there.
2: Yeah, we had to dig a channel through the center of the two by fours to notch the plywood into. And That's great. Yeah.
1: We learned a lot that day. But now, though? yes, we did. Now we both know how to use and make an eye joist, and it's great. That's and I true. feel like That's it's going to be very helpful in our building endeavors in the future.
2: Yeah. And that beam is like really strong it's quite impressive i'm super happy with how that it's out.
1: crazy honestly we could drill another hole through the center and make an extreme teeter-totter jumping into another physics problem that we encountered that we actually weren't anticipating on encountering was our band snapping
2: oh that was just stupid designing yeah that was not
1: our best design move
2: no okay it's because we had to redesign it The first design, we didn't have that problem because I was big brain and I thought ahead. (laughs) But then we had to redesign it because my design changed.
1: The design changed because we were worried about a pole that was holding all the rubber on it, um, snapping through the catapult that like, which if that would have
2: changed because we couldn't get the 45 degree launch angle.
1: Yes, because uh. 45 degrees gives you the farthest launch possible, which is what we were aiming right. for. 30 and 60 degrees give you the exact same launch length. It's not as long as 45. It's not as efficient though, right? It's not as efficient. 45 is like the angle to hit. gives okay. you max everything. But if
2: you're launching at th- 60 or 35, you have to have more draw weight. Because you're yep. going higher, correct? Yep. At right.
1: sixty, you go higher. Thirty, you go lower.
2: Oh, that's true. That's true. Stuff always slips through the cracks, and in this case, it was
1: <laughs> the one thing we weren't worried about.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I actually took this rubber. It's super, super thick, super strong spear gun rubber, and I actually tried to cut some of it to see like how um, durable, how durable it was. Yeah. And it's so rubbery, it's literally impossible to cut. Like, I tr- I took yeah. the knife and tried to, like, saw through it, and I couldn't. It was just too rubbery.
1: Our catapult could, though.
2: Yeah, well, because that wasn't under tension. If you stretch it out, sure, yeah. then it all gets tight, and then yep. you can cut right through it, which I didn't think about. Anyway, we had to add more support structure to the sides of this thing, and the way we attach the bands changed, because design changed. And we had rubber. Basically, when you pull it back to full draw, you have the rubber rubbing on the wood and metal. And I think what cut it was like the bolts we had still sticking out. Yeah, I think it was
1: too. I looked at it. Yeah. And I saw some like other gash marks where it looked like as it was pulling back, it was getting on the...
2: Yeah. And after I fixed that, I didn't... I don't think it. Was I don't think we had a problem. It, no. Yeah.
1: OK. So something else that I want to kind of dive into is how you figure out your projects, how you have taken physics and applied it to your real world, because, you know, I think that's the one amazing thing about you and you call it big brain moments. And I would like to call it big brain moments as well, because you are able to look at something. And understand it. And I feel like that's a superpower a lot of people don't have. So how does that work for you? Because I know growing up you had a lot of practice like taking things apart, putting it back together and understanding that. But how have you seen that relate from your education to real world application?
2: I think that's the thing. It's all been real world. Gotcha. I don't have any of the education. So like... I know how this catapult works. I can't explain it in like the scientific sure, yeah at all. So I think that's the reason I'm good at it on like the practical level Yeah, is because I literally only know the practical level. And there is sometimes I think a disconnect between the nerds in the classroom like learning how it all works Yeah, and then them actually getting into the real world where the, the physical stuff almost never lines up with the theoretical for whatever reason due to design changes and like just taking something from paper and translating it into the actual finished product. Is what we had so much trouble with.
1: Yes, because what works on paper and we said this over and over, I feel like during this project, whatever works on paper sometimes and a majority of the time does not work in real life. And so you have to be able to roll with the punches and understand it and like, and and calculate for it and move forward. And that is the one thing that I have really, really appreciated about this project and working Mm -hmm. with you is that you're able to look at it and be like, sweet, that didn't work. How do we pivot from this and move forward? Because honestly, I don't think I would have gotten past the frame if I was doing this myself. You wouldn't have. I know I wouldn't have. <laughs> I couldn't even drill a straight you, hole.
2: Yeah, not even that. But like little things that you don't think about when we're designing. Exactly. It, like how the wood is going to bolt together. Yes. Because like I draw it out on paper, you know, side view, top view. And all, you know, the <laughs> my lines line up. You know, that board goes there. This one yep. goes there. But then suddenly, wait a minute, I can't actually bolt through those two because there's something on the other side. You exactly. can't use a screw because screws aren't strong enough. We actually need a physical like nut to pull the two together on the other side. That kind of stuff you don't think about on paper until you get all the wood and the materials and you start building it. Yeah. That's why this took so long.
1: It is why it took so long, but the science in real life. And that's what I really love about this podcast is because we talk about science in real life and how it applies, AKA random theory, because it is a theory, but we try to bring science into the real world. Um, and I think that's one of the coolest freaking things is when you're able to see science actually play out in real life. And so like, I feel like I've been on the sidelines, like cheering you on and being like, do the thing, make it happen. This is great. But really, I'm just mind blown about the science application in real life because I've done catapult problems on paper Mm -hmm. over and over and over again. But it doesn't. It is a classic physics problem, but it doesn't compute to real life. It's tough. I think like, I yeah, it's rough. It needs to be taught in real world how do you translate it how do you build it how is it done and I think that's the awesome thing about how your brain works is I could never look I look at material and I'm like I don't know how this goes together but you look at it and it's like Legos in your brain like the animation like Lego world where (laughs) everything like together I'm a
2: master builder
1: exactly you (laughs) are you are a master builder from Legos and I think that is just like the coolest thing All right, so we have one more question before we play a game um, called Rapid Randomness, which is so fun. A game? A game. We play a game game here. It's great. Uh, If you could give any piece to the younger generation or your past self, what would that piece of advice be?
2: Get out there and do it. Like The thing that bugs me the most about the modern generation, which includes myself, is Technology is an incredible tool, but it's also a curse, like very, very much so. It's so easy to become completely distracted and totally taken up with this digital world that doesn't even like exist outside of the computer screen people need to be out in the real world putting stuff together taking stuff apart learning how to think be creative question things yeah
1: i love it that's amazing i think that's great piece of advice for i mean even myself to remind myself to just go do it
2: and don't don't get me wrong i'm the same way like i am the worst at just sitting on youtube for hours on end (laughs) procrastinating all the stuff I need to do. So I'm talking to myself as well.
1: Okay. Jake, I can feel it in my bones. You're going to be great at this game. (laughs) All right. Choose five cards.
2: Just grab them?
1: Just grab five cards. Two, three, four, five. Okay, cool. Now pass them to me. Good job. Good job. Okay. So this is rapid randomness. You have to answer these with the first thing that comes to your brain, as long as it's appropriate. Do you normally buy new or used? Used. What's your weakness or your Achilles heel?
2: Overanalyzation, but that's also my greatest strength.
1: I agree with that.
2: That's all. That's always true with weaknesses. I agree. A person's weakness is also their greatest strength.
1: How much of life depends on decision versus action versus luck?
2: I listened to a podcast with Mark Rober the other day, and uh, Bob from I Like to Make Stuff. Oh, yeah. And I love what he said. He said, life is... Essentially, a roll of the dice. People like to think they can control everything. They can't. Nope. However, they can stack the odds in their favor.
1: Mm. I know the answer to this one, but do you meditate or have another way to quiet your mind?
2: I do not meditate per se. Just think clearly.
1: Okay. In what ways do people sometimes misjudge you?
2: They pro- okay. I think they think I am arrogant or uncaring. I am very open-minded, but I think through things very carefully, and I am pretty confident in what I know, so that can come across wrong at times.
1: If genetic alteration was safe and affordable, what would you change about yourself?
2: I would make my memory better. You can throw out the hard questions.
1: Fine! I'm fine! <laughs> Uh. all right that is it for the random theory podcast this week guys i am so stoked to have jake with me this was super fun i've had a great two weeks with them jake plug
2: absolute blast
1: oh i'm glad you've enjoyed it okay jake go ahead and plug all the things where people can find you where they can follow you how they can follow your
2: life on youtube i am jake makes just punch in the search bar i will come up this face (laughs) On Instagram, I am the Jake who Makes, at the Jaku Makes. That's pretty much it.
1: Sweet. Make sure you go follow him over there on all his social platforms. Um, I already follow him there, so you can join the Cool Kids Club. Yep. But if you can drop a like, a comment, subscribe to the podcast if you love it, and let us know who you want to see on the podcast and who you want to see us collab with. We can't oh, yeah. wait until the next episode. Bye. See you then.
2: I won't be seeing you. I'm going to be back in Mississippi.
1: M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. I think that was correct. Thank you.
2: Goodbye.
3: Are you ready? Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day is coming on October 26th. Amazon will host live hiring events in your city to showcase all the reasons why this Amazon Warehouse is the place to work. Things like competitive pay, great benefits, and so much more. Drop in for some swag, bring a friend, and you could even walk away with a job. To find an Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day event close to you, visit Amazon.com slash hiring day. That's Amazon.com slash hiring day. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Are you ready? Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day is coming on October 26th. Amazon will host live hiring events in your city to showcase all the reasons why this Amazon Warehouse is the place to work. Things like competitive pay, great benefits, and so much more. Drop in for some swag, bring a friend, and you could even walk away with a job. To find an Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day event close to you, visit Amazon.com slash hiring day. That's Amazon.com slash hiring day. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.